Welcome to ADHD is over, a new podcast on a seemingly old label that we're going to be peeling off. Join my wife, Tatiana, and I as we journey with our family, the Wyden family, through the land of confusing information. We're going to visit both sides and let you decide because the power is with you. Welcome to ADHD is over. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while that I have recorded an original podcast. There are many guests coming up in the wings, and I just want to apologize for the long pause. There have been some family matters to take care of. I've had to take a break, uh, almost spiritually, intellectually, personally, so to say. There was just a lot going on in my life, and I really needed to rebuild authentic inspiration. I needed to be present and back in the game, and this is the beginning of that phase. So I appreciate those of you who've continuously, you know, have come back to the podcast to listen to the episodes we have reposted. This is uh, based on popular demand. We have reposted some of our uh, most, you know, the interviews with some of our most powerful experts out there uh, on ADHD. And that became a bit of a series. The sort of uh, Dr. Gabor Mate on ADHD or Dr. Bruce Lipton on ADHD, right? And today's episode is called Dr. Nobody on ADHD. And I'll get to that in a minute, how this came about. Primarily, again, we are back in the game. I have some really, really exciting guests lined up. I'm still waiting for a bunch of confirmations, um, but I can tell you that I'm most excited to interview Patrick D. Hahn, who recently published a book called Obedience Pills, ADHD and the Medicalization of Childhood. And I'm excited. I don't want to say more about that right now, but I'm excited to uh, speak with uh, Patrick Hahn soon and hopefully uh, to bring you guys uh, a powerful interview. Now to Dr. Nobody. Who is Dr. Nobody? Dr. Nobody is essentially every single doctor that is concerned with the overdiagnosis and overmedication, especially of children for this so-called disorder that we know as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Every doctor that you as a listener or you as a parent may not know of, never heard their name of, right? Because they're not the famous doctor who published a book, who's given talks, who has, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers on YouTube or Twitter or what have you. But the doctor that goes to work every day, and obviously including researchers and, you know, coaches and so forth, that basically believe in one thing. And Patrick Hahn in his book described it for me perfectly. So I'm going to just quote um, from the book. 
he says, and I, I love this about him, he says at the beginning, I will confess my bias at the outset. He says, I believe our default preference should be not to drug kids for behavior problems and that the burden of proof rests on anyone who thinks this is a good idea. Why did I chose, why did I choose that statement? Because I believe this isn't a pro or anti-medication debate. I will say that most of the experts on the what I call pro-medication, pro-disorder um, side would have it that way, would say, oh, you're just anti-meds, you're anti-pharma, you're anti-science, right? We hear this a lot when it comes to COVID. And even there, it's completely unjustified. You know, when I see lawn signs that say science is real, it's like, well, yeah, water is wet. Of course, science is real. It depends who conducts the study, who funds it, and then what is cherry-picked, right? It really, you know, becomes that bias, right? But unlike Patrick Hahn, most of these scientists, pharmaceutical companies, researchers, doctors, do not confess their true bias at the outset the way Patrick Hahn does which is why they then have to say, well, you're anti-pharma, you're anti-this, you're anti-science. There's no need to say that if everyone would just honestly confess their bias. So, and that's what he means by the burden of proof rests on anyone who thinks this is a good idea. Because if doctors and researchers and pharmaceutical companies truly believe that <laughs> pills, as Patrick Hahn calls them, obedience pills, actually improve academic per performances in the long run and overall happiness for the human being growing in, you know, the young human being growing into an adult, then such parties would come to the table to have the real debates. But that does not exist that is usually avoided and scientists and doctors and experts hide behind cherry-picked studies that only benefit them and you know their interests, who funds them. Most of the doctors and experts I have spoken to on the pro-medication, pro-disorder side have received at some point in their life money from pharmaceutical companies to represent their interests. And that's not a conspiracy. You can look that up on uh, Wikipedia. And even on Wikipedia, some of those uh, incomes are hidden. There are doctors like uh, Joseph Biederman, for example, who got caught with his colleagues back in the day hiding such income statements, right? And they were at their respective universities and got fined and got sort of slapped on the hand. And even though they said, well, we didn't, we did, never did anything intentionally wrong, they were hiding such incomes from, from pharmaceutical companies, from interest groups, right? But for the most part, it's out there. And I've noticed that the doctor nobodies that I speak to, and when I say nobody, I don't mean that they're actually nobody. These people are courageous, 
professionals with a commitment to really make a difference in the lives, not only of children, mostly of children with ADHD, but also obviously adults with ADHD. So they're real heroes in my mind because they're courageous and because they don't have a huge following or a huge name out there, we don't know them by name like say we do Dr. Gabor Mate or Dr. Stephen Porges, the inventor of the polyvagal theory, right? Just because we don't know of them doesn't mean that they are not doing important work. Actually, on the contrary, they are doing very important work that I've become aware of, that I've noticed, whether it's a book that they've self-published or it's a book that is out there, but because it's radical in its approach, it's questioning the state of status quo, right? The, the sort of mass media bullhorn message of what ADHD supposedly is, because it is questioning that. It is often attacked and quote unquote debunked. And so parents only hear uh, you know, the talking points of like, oh, he's an anti-pharma, anti-vaxxer. He's a, you know, they'll pick something where parents go, oh, I, I'm not supposed to listen to that doctor's um, point of view or even I would say it's expertise or knowledge or wisdom. Some of those doctors are in their 70s. They've practiced medicine for, for I don't know, 40, 50 years, some of them, right? They first entered medical school. And they have seen a lot more than some of the mid-40s, late-40s supposed experts on ADHD that are now getting funded by Big Pharma to represent their interests. They've seen more. They've been around longer. They have witnessed studies that then were buried by pharmaceutical companies, by mass media. So when I say Dr. Nobody, this is an homage to all of the people out there fighting hard to bring us, and again, Patrick Hahn says it beautifully, he says that I've not attempted to write a balanced book because I believe that what is needed is a balanced debate. You already know everything the drug companies want you to know about the purported, sorry, know about the purported benefits of their wares. My task here is to present the other side of the story. And that is in, in alignment with our podcast, our movement, ADHD is over. I don't need to have an equal amount of experts from the pro-medication, pro-disorder side on. Because you can Google what is ADHD and you can go to YouTube, uh, go on Reddit, Twitter, and you will hear in general the pro-medication, pro-disorder side loudly. But what you will hear less loudly, which is what Patrick Hahn here is, is pointing to, is the other side of the story. And there is another side of the story that's equally as important and equally as valid. I have talked to, by now, close to a thousand people with ADHD, parents, experts, and interviewed uh, over 200 you know, people on the topic. And there is another side. And it is a more intuitive, internal, not externally referenced and dependent, but a responsible and powerful side who simply is asking for a balanced debate. Not for, and we've seen this in COVID, 
to debunk and to drag through the dirt anyone who questions the mainstream narrative. That is not what the other side, including me, us, our movement, is asking for. All we're asking for is let's meet in public at a round table at a weekend conference that's televised around the world where experts on both sides, they can be nominated by both sides, the top, I don't know, five, 10 experts meet. And then we can have a balanced set of people who question the myths around ADHD on both sides. And then such experts can present evidence and such experts then have to be open to hear the evidence of the other side. And we then start a healthy, balanced, respectful debate. And no pharmaceutical company is allowed to be in this conference or sponsoring any part of the conference because that is, my dear friends, a conflict of interest. Just like lobbying in our political system is a major red flag conflict of interest that we as citizens of this wonderful country have come to accept as, well, that's just how our political system works. When in fact, what we're staring at is clearly a conflict of interest. It is bribing while wearing a suit and tie. Lobbying would, for me, in my opinion, and this is not about politics, but be the first thing to go if we want to clean up our political system. The same thing if we want to bring a real debate, a true collaborative effort to end ADHD, because that should essentially be anyone's interest, is not to, as so many doctors uh, keep repeating, and, and Patrick Hahn points it out um, many times in his book, and I'm going to look for this while while I'm talking, because he basically says that many experts today still peddle and actually believe in, I think they've just come to believe, this completely unfounded claim that depriving a hyperactive child of Ritalin, or fill in the blank, whatever your child, whatever the medication the child is taking for ADHD, depriving a hyperactive child of their medication is similar to depriving a diabetic of insulin. First of all, that is comparing apples and oranges. Medically, that is not the same, cannot be proven, measured, tested medically the same way. So it's completely BS and bogus, right? But that, if that becomes our focus, then we cannot ever have a healthy debate around it. And then we are stuck by, by saying, well, the child's going to have ADHD for life. So the only thing we can do is to manage it. We can't cure them of it, right? We hear that a lot. Well, that already right there is a debate stopper. How can you go and have a set up a conference and be open to having a, a collaborative, uh, a effective, you know, debate or discussion around what ADHD actually is when the so-called top experts already have closed that door with such statements. There is no point, and that's, that's what I mean. There hasn't been 
that kind of conference, that kind of debate, that healthy collaborative effort to really get to the bottom of this. What is this so-called disorder? What are the best treatments? And, you know, Patrick Hahn would argue this, that, you know, he, he doesn't like to call it a treatment or offer alternative treatments because he doesn't believe that in the first place, ADHD is an actual disorder, a brain disorder, right? And I would agree with him. And you can disagree with that or agree with that, but no matter on which side you stand, if we can't come together and say to each other, okay, I don't believe your theory, but show me your findings, show me what you're basing this on, and then that, let's, let's, let us show you ours. And together, as I'm just going to say scientists, as scientists committed to finding out the truth, right? The real science, not the science that we say is real nowadays when we say science is real because so-and-so has the right study. That's not real science. Again, the burden of proof rests on those who think it's a good idea to drug our children for behavioral issues. That's their burden of proof. So bring it. Because on our side, we also can bring studies to the table, case studies especially. I have yet to find a human being that is an adult today that was drugged at six or seven years old for years all the way through college that has an amazing career and is completely happy while still believing they have ADHD and while still medicated because obviously like they say it's like a diabetic with insulin so you have to continue for life. I have yet to find a person like that. Most of the adults that I've interviewed that were uh, put on, on, on drugs for ADHD at a young age have either soon thereafter gotten off of it because of the horrible side effects. They have dealt with a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them have dealt with depression throughout their teen years, young adult years, and continue to do so. A lot of them actually, because they were medicated with ADHD, ended up using other drugs because they thought there was something wrong with them. And unless they have an external substance uh, that they can lean on, they cannot be wholly functioning uh, people, have become addicted to drugs, which the other side says, oh, that's if we don't medicate a child for ADHD, they will self-medicate and become drug addicts and go to jail. Well, the opposite has basically been proven by Nadine Lambert at Berkeley in a 30-year study that you know, somehow managed to get buried and most parents have never heard about it. This is a Ritalin study, right? So there's so much information out there that I feel, even if I'm showing one side, and uh, Patrick Hahn has said the same thing, right? The task here is to present the other side of the story. And I'm part of that, that team, that effort, that movement. But even if we do that, if the other side isn't willing to come to the debate, to come to a conference, to really collaboratively and most importantly, openly find solutions other than reaching for pills, and I'm not saying everyone is right away, but from my research and from research that I've read and seen from other experts that most of the time, most doctors 
that can prescribe drugs for ADHD will at least make it the first or second recommendation for a child. And there's many other things that at the beginning, I feel, can be done, can be looked at. And unfortunately, some of these things are long-term investments. And not every parent, as we say, can invest or afford time and money to make those long-term investments. So now, I'm aware of that. It's a longer discussion. It's how our society has been civilized, you know, since the agricultural movement and the industrial revolution, how we've set up our society so that we actually don't really have time and money to ever stop and readjust our path, especially for our children, and make real long-term investments that are not quick fix. We live in a quick fix society. And so the reason why I want to call this Dr. Nobody on ADHD is I want to appreciate, acknowledge, and thank all those doctors and experts. And I specifically am not mentioning any names because there's thousands, hundreds of thousands around the world who are making an effort to put medication as the last resort. Look, there's some experts that say medication is bad altogether. I can, I can hear them. I can respect it. I don't have an issue with medicines, meaning medications, in our society being used in emergencies when it's urgent. I do believe there have been, there are medications that save lives at the right, right moment at the right time. But I do believe that that's possibly 10% of how it's, how medications are being used today. The other 90% is now being used, and we've come to believe this as a true story, for preventative emergencies. Like, unless you take this now every day for the rest of your life, you will have an emergency, quote-unquote, such as uh, become a drug addict, uh, have a bad life, never get a job, you know, fail in your marriage, whatever we, we have come to believe has gotten us to a point where we accept, and we're now seeing this with, with vaccines, we're taking vaccines for uh, uh, dis diseases that have a death rate that is ridiculously low, just to be safe. It's the just to be safe that most parents now believe in when a doctor that they trust, and most doctors and I will just give a warning to those doctors who are still playing with fire. You, most doctors today, still get a lot of trust and, and, and parents have faith in you. So don't fuck it up because people are awake today more than ever. And in the next five to ten years, this is my prediction, if you as a doctor continue to do what you're told versus what you know is true, we will lose faith in you and you will not have our trust five to 10 years from now. But I know that Dr. Nobody, all the doctors and experts out there who have seen the truth, who believe that they need to let parents and people know what's actually going on versus what we're being told by interest groups to say as doctors, those doctors, more so than ever, are needed, will be popular, will be trusted, 
and I will listen to them before I ever listen to anyone who's been funded and paid for by pharmaceutical companies. And it's not because I'm anti-medication, I'm not. It's not because I'm anti-vax, I'm not. It's because I'm anti-bullshit. And I'm anti, as I said earlier, lobbying. And that is the same thing pharmaceutical companies lobby doctors and experts so they can sell product. It's not a conspiracy. It is fact. Look it up. Do the research. Spend some time. I've spent a lot of time doing research. And if you're ever interested in similar research on COVID, because it's all related when it comes to pharmaceutical companies and authorities telling us what's right, look into the work of Dr. David E. Martin. Dr. David E. Martin follows the money, follows the patents. And his trails are not conspiracies. His trails are based on fact. So, took a little detour there. So thank you to all the Dr. Nobodies for doing what you're doing out there. We may never know your name. We may never know how many people you've influenced, how many children you have saved from taking powerful drugs that mess with the balance, the, the not, I don't even want to say balance because the chemical imbalance is a made up myth, but who mess with the brain, who bring upon a lot of times depression, who make children dependable on an external source. Talking about addiction, right? These are scheduled two drugs on the list. You can look this up. Schedule two drugs and the likes of crack and cocaine. Why? Because they're highly addictive. And even if they were not as highly addictive physically, psychologically, for a young human being to think, I am not doing well in life unless I take this pill, creates a psychological dependency that lasts for years to come into their adulthood. I've interviewed dozens of adults who still think there's something wrong with them, that they're not enough, that they can't function unless they have some kind of crutch to make them whole. That, dear parents, is a direct result of this messaging that we've been exposed to, that there's something wrong with your child's brain, and unless you give your child this chemical drug, your child will never be, quote-unquote, whole, and therefore will never live a happy life. That is a fear tactic. That is intimidation. That is taking advantage of this love that parents have for their children where they will do anything for them to have a, a good life and that has to end and that is not going to end and i agree with patrick hahn here that is not going to end until both sides sit together and have a balanced debate and i'm a stand here that during the making of our documentary during the process of it being telegraphed out into the world in the next couple of years that we will have a, such a debate perhaps even film it 
as part of the documentary or have it following the, the release of the documentary because I do believe that such a debate is needed if, here's the big one, if both sides, and I know that our side is interested in it, but if truly both sides are interested in actually helping children, not just medicate them or manage them, that's often used manage versus cure. We're not even talking about cure on our side. It's not about curing. It could end up being about management. But when we have one side coming to the table, not actually interested to helping people, but really just to manage them, then we cannot have a healthy debate. And I believe we can have a healthy debate when everyone gets off of their high horse. Because I believe a lot of the experts in the pro-medication, pro-disorder side have built a lifelong legacy that they are scared could crumble. That if they were actually stepping up to really have an open, healthy debate, not influenced by any other interest group, not financed by anyone else, that maybe, just maybe, they would have to admit that they've been influenced quite a bit along the way by such interest groups in what findings they would share with the world around this so-called disorder. And I get it. It is scary when you've been a researcher, doctor with awards and titles and certificates for 50 years and you're nearing retirement and you have a legacy and you're scared to die someone without a legacy. I get it. But I'm asking you, and this is to all the doctor somebodies, because this episode is for all the doctor nobodies, but to all the doctor somebodies, you're somebody out there with a name, with a reputation, with degrees, with awards, with affiliations to, you know, the Ivy League schools and the the. the the schools of medicine and, and the boards of, of the psychiatric associations and so forth. You, Dr. Somebody, have an opportunity to make things right. And when I say right, you've heard me say this. I don't believe in good, bad, right, wrong. It's just truth. You know when and how you've bent the truth in the past. You know. You know, people always say, talk about Judgment Day and God knows. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. I don't care where you stand on this political scale, um, spectrum. All I know is that unless you have some kind of a degenerative disease where your memory goes bad, right? Unless you have that and you have a functioning memory into old age, your conscience knows exactly where you sold out on your truth and the truth around you. You know. You literally will die knowing you've lied and manipulated for selfish reasons, to preserve your legacy, to make more money, to be somebody, to move up the ranks. You know. You cannot escape your conscience, again, unless you lose your memory. It's a whole other debate 
a whole other episode on why I think a lot of people are losing their memory. But that's another episode. But you know, you only, you know. And I'm asking you, this is a request. This is offering those doctor somebodies a chance to finally come clean. You will be our hero. I guarantee you. Anyone who's ever come clean and said, look, I was influenced, I was manipulated, but here I'm coming clean. You die a hero because you know in your, con- like your conscience tells you that you have come clean. Then you can go to heaven. Anyway, so all the Dr. Somebodies, this is the moment in time to step forward and to really tell the truth. And to come to this conference or debate that I'm planning uh, in the years to come. Because that's how we can really support our children and families. If we're truly committed to making a difference for those human beings, not just to drug them and manage them so that they can be obedient and go out and you know follow the system and become uh, productive citizens, as we call them. Not because of that. But if we truly want them to be happy, truly, then you're going to come to the table. Both sides are going to come to the table. And we're going to be adults about it. And we're going to be open about it and respectful. And we're going to agree that whatever findings are the more obviously powerful, supportive, real, effective, safe, that we're going to base the future of how we look at children with these so-called behaviors we call symptoms, how we can support them, not label them, not drug them, not manage them, but how can we actually support those children and their families so that they can live a happy life? That should be the intention. That only should be the intention. Nothing else. No award. No money. No price. No moving up the ladder. No ha ha ha. We beat the other side. We debunk this. We debunk that. That's not a balanced debate. Not at all. Anyway, that was a new episode called Dr. Nobody. I hope you've gotten some value from this. And I really uh, hope that you, if you're a parent listening and you've recently had a child diagnosed or you're living with a child or, or children that have been diagnosed in the past, please go to our website. It's www.adhdsover.com and download our free ADHD Diagnosis Survival Guide. It's an awesome PDF that has so many nuggets, as we call them, insights, information, quote, quotes, links. There's even an audio link to uh, a supercut of some of our top experts talking about ADHD. It's all free. Just download it, check it out, share it with other people who are going through this. You're not alone. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of parents out there who still have a lot more questions like we do. We consider you kind of like our army because 
our army consists not of people who are out there to hurt others or debunk others or be righteous about it, but simply an army of people who have more questions and who want answers from the so-called top experts that actually, in a way, we appointed to do the research for us. We've given them our trust. We have faith in them that if they are a doctor in a white lab coat, that they will tell us the truth, that actually our health is in their best interest, right? It's our health. That should be their main, in, main interest, is our health. But unfortunately, that is not always the case. So we do need to ask more questions. We do need to question some of those doctors who've prescribed ADHD medication to young children and such children have died. And you may think, oh, that's a conspiracy, that's anti-pharma. No, that is actually true. There's hundreds of thousands of deaths around the world due to children having been drugged with such medication. Ritalin, Adderall, you name it, all the brands. You can look this up. Just like hundreds of thousands of people have gotten side effects from the vaccines. That doesn't make anybody anti-vaxxer to mention those numbers and to look it up and to say, well, when we say safe and effective, let's be clear, it's sort of safe and sort of effective. That's different than it's safe and effective, right? That's again, the white lab coat saying, no, 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 you can trust us. Nothing will happen to you. No, that's not true. That's not true. And it's the same for ADHD medication. So look, if you're medicating your child and your child is not having any reactions to it and they do it for a few years and they get off of it and they're fine, that's okay. Again, we're not anti-meds. This is not an anti-meds, anti-progress uh, uh, kind of uh, movement. This is a medication as the last resort, as an emergency, as an urgent last resort but not as a first resort or second resort, not as a short term, like a quick fix pill. That's, that's all we're arguing and asking for, right? For us to be all clear about what we're actually doing to our children, what could happen to them. And then if you're okay with that risk, it's your child. Take that risk, you know? That, that's, we're not here to tell anyone not to medicate their children. We're here to say, just know that you know, there are huge risks. This is not as safe and effective uh, uh, as, the, as it's been, you know, touted out there. So anyway, thank you for listening to our podcast. I always say that uh, your attention, no pun intended, but your intention is the most valuable commodity. And if you've given that to us by listening to this podcast, then we are eternally grateful and thankful to you, our listener, because without you, Without our now weekly over a thousand listeners around the world, this movement would stop. And I get letters and emails, uh, you know, weekly from listeners who tell me how amazing it's been and how they agree or they've always felt this and now they know and how they've, you know, found another book or two that we recommended and how they, you know, they decided not to medicate their child or in some cases that they did. Uh, decide to medicate, but only for a short term. And, you know, the list is, is, is long. And I just appreciate you all um, writing to us. You can do this on our website. If you go to ADHDsover.com, you can contact us there. Um, you can also sign up for, uh, to be on the um, newsletter as we get closer to 
the release of the documentary and so forth. Uh, we really appreciate you and we're always open to any question, any debate, any topic. The only thing we're not interested in is when people come in and say, this is bullshit. You don't know what you're talking about. This is wrong. This is bad. You know, those are not open debates. Those are not people willing to actually have a conversation. And I'll just say, I'm sorry, but we're not going to write you back because that, that's not an open that's not an invitation to have a balanced debate, a healthy conversation. And I don't want to waste my time and energy um, on, on such a debate. And whenever people get to a point, like a lot of people do with the Bible, where it's like, well, that's just how, what it says. Okay, well, if you stop there, we're also not going to go anywhere. We're not going to get in anywhere if you say, well, that's what this doctor or this study says. And that's it. That's the truth, right? We're not going to get anywhere because that's what's gotten us into this mess. And we got to go beyond that. And if you're open to have such a healthy, balanced debate, we're totally down. Always. Non-defensive. This is not about we're right, you're wrong at, at the start. This is truly a balanced, healthy debate. Now, again, while we, why we are one-sided is because the uh, pro-medication, pro-disorder side has the loudest bullhorn already, has the most financing has the mainstream media not on their side but basically has trained them uh, with their talking points so we are dedicated to give the other side an equally loud voice and that's why this isn't about featuring an equal amount of of speakers on both sides and look we've tried at the beginning we've wanted this to be an equally uh, balanced debate and we're aware that we have a provocative title of the podcast but we really wanted to have an equal debate and reached out and explained what we're doing and most of the experts on that side shut us down by already saying well that's not true ADHD is not over and I would always say well of course it's not I'm aware of that right this is based on the Yoko Ono John Lennon war campaign billboards of war is over they knew it wasn't over but that they were trying to make a point they were trying to start a debate for people to talk about, right? Same here. But anyway, so that's what we're, that's why we're doing what we're doing is because we are wanting to give the other side a louder voice. And I hope you can join us again, www.adhdsover.com. Contact us, stay in touch, sign up for the newsletter, request a topic, you know, write us, write us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Have an amazing day. Until next time. Cheers.